Welcome back to the Beauty Inspires Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Virgio. And, you know, as always, I'm fucking super excited for today's guest because I feel like she's one of those people that you see her on social media and you're like, she doesn't even know, but she's my best friend. And you go and you listen and you tune in and you're like, okay, what's she doing today? Like, what new thing is she taking the time to learn that I can go watch like 30 seconds of and be an expert after she explains it on social media? So I have a list, like I'm talking like a fucking list of things that she's an expert in that we get to like poke her brain and ask her questions about. So, I I mean, I can't even properly edify her because to me, she's somebody that entertains me, inspires me, encourages me tells me my excuses are stupid and I should just go for it anyways. Part of the reason I have a podcast because I saw her sitting in her closet podcasting, telling me it didn't have to be glamorous. I met her at an event that she was holding in San Diego. This event had probably over 300 plus people on it. And I went by myself. I bought a ticket, went by myself. And it was one of those, one of those transformational times where literally I felt like I'm going to meet people I need to meet in this room. I'm going to see how things are done. And of course she went over the top, had the most amazing, epic, like, what do they call them? Like vendors in there. She had incredible speakers on the stage. She had just like the raddest group of people showed up to this event. Not only was it an amazing event, she also had the most epic entertainment out front, these insane um, little, little places where you could take photos, where you could like Uh, Instagrammable moments, if you will. And literally it was in that room that I realized like, I have no excuses. If this chick could be so inspiring, I should be so lucky. Um, I can't even explain how much she's impacted my life. I've had the opportunity to work on her, uh, you know, like doing her makeup, that kind of work on her and just be in a space with her and see her magic in real life. And so I'm so honored to have her on the show today. Angie, tell the people who you are in a nutshell. Cause I know we have all the time in the world, but you know, give it, give us a little insight as to who you are. You want a cliff notes of who I am and what I do. <laughs> we want to, we want to, what is Angie doing now? Give the people like, yeah. if you, if they've never met you, they have no idea who you are, which I'm yeah. sorry, but you're welcome at the same time. Who are you and, and what are you up to these days? And then we'll get into the backstory. We'll get into the good stuff. Yeah. You're the best. This is so great. I, yeah, you know, the last few years have been interesting. I've really transitioned more into uh, I have a, a wellness line with my brother called Soul. So focusing a lot on building that. Uh, I consider myself an influencer, content creator, podcaster. Uh, been doing a lot of live speaking, really transitioning more into wellness content. I love sharing about wellness with women. I think it's so important, especially now in the world when everyone's just kind of burnt out and like, what the heck just happened? So really sharing more of that. And then stepping into, you know, my desires as a creator is to step more into comedy content. So creating more skits, starting stand-up, doing things like that, uh, that sets my heart on fire and it just sets my soul on fire. And it's, it's my favorite thing to do. And so I've really found a lot of joy in that and figuring out what that would look like, whether that is live events or a book next or what that really looks like. But right now I'm really enjoying the season of not knowing what that next thing is. And it's been really difficult, but it's also been such a necessary thing to share with people because it is real and it's part of being multi-passionate and it's part of being an entrepreneur and being an Enneagram seven and, and pivoting and changing and knowing that like who I was at 27, 28 is not the same as who I am now at 32. So it, and that's okay. And that's a good thing. And so really embracing that and really thinking about what do I want to put out next into the world that I think people really need and, 
and is in alignment with my gifts, not what I think I should do based on what people wanted me to do. Like, for example, yes, I might do another personal development event and or book, but I will never get back into specific like business marketing coaching. I'd rather stick a pencil in my eyeball, you know? So it's just, it's just who I am now. I, I did it for so long. I, I did it, you know? And so I think that's interesting to explore. Like, wow, so much of what I used to be known for and do, like, I just don't want to do anymore. I'm so tired of it. And so that's been very scary, but also very liberating and full transparency. So, <laughs> oh, I bet. Absolutely. I mean, I, for 18 years, I've been a hairdresser. Well, 20 now, but for 18 oh years, I did gosh. the same thing. I know I 25. No, but I know for, you look 20. So <laughs> you, you look 15, which is great. I, I wish I was you. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I swear I get that. And I, I feel like people probably saw you be so sex successful sexy. in that se sexy and successful, um, in that realm of what you were doing and to think like, what is she doing now? Why is she trans? Like, why are you transitioning out of that? You were doing so well, things were going so good. And I just literally had a whole conversation around alignment and not listening to those inner voices that tell you this isn't what you're supposed to be doing anymore. Cause we grow and in different seasons, like you want to be doing different things. And I love that there are people like you out there that are multi-passionate because it makes people like me who are also multi-passionate, you know, kind of ding, 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 creative, yeah. uh, feel more normal because we don't just stay in the box that people try to put us in. And, and for good reasons, you know, people want to feel safe and secure. And a lot of people crave structure. And I, I get that. I get that now. Um, and so seeing people like you do all these things, it really, it helps people like me be able to know that mm. I'm, I'm a normal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, as much as I try to resist it, I realize that for me and my personality, and if you're listening to this and you're similar, then this might be aligned for you, but if not totally fine, I work well when I'm doing a few different things and I try out a bunch of different things. And that could be the Enneagram seven or ADHD, who knows, but I like having a physical product in the wellness space. And I liked you know, balancing that out with events and affiliate marketing. And I have brand deals and I'm not just one title anymore. I'm an influencer. I'm a, I'm a creator. I'm want to be a comedian. It's like, I'm, I'm playing in a few different things and that feels good for me. I feel like that is my highest expression of my creativity. I could never just be the, the girl who's in one niche forever. Like I just, I can't see myself doing that with one offer. That's just not me, but some people can, they can do that thing for the, for 20 years and they love it. And that's their thing. But, um, I, I can't do that. So I think it's good to honor that if you are multi-passionate. Totally. I, I honestly like thought something was wrong with me for the longest time because I like to do multiple things, but I'm like, when I'm not busy, I'm bored. And when uh -huh. I'm bored, then things are just, you know, and recently my son who's 10 and a half got a true diagnosis that he has ADHD and I got to sit in the room while she did all of the testing on him. And we, you know, it was COVID style still at the hospital. So we had to wear masks and it, we were wow. sitting in there and I literally started tearing up through several of the little, they were just simple little writing or reading tests and like questions she was talking to him about. And I'm like, wow, cool. So I'm undiagnosed for sure. Like I kind of always thought it, but I, I, I wasn't sure. And I manage it through exercise supplements. Coffee is my, you know, drug of choice. And mm, yeah. it was interesting though, to see like there are people like us that it is a superpower. And you were one of the first people that I heard kind of say, like, this is a good thing for those of us. Once you know, it's like, once you know your human design, once you know your number and your Instagram, like you can kind of lean into, this is how I am and stop trying to make yourself into something that you're not because yeah. it, that doesn't feel right. Does it feel like you feel like a phony or you feel like you're being fake when you're trying to do the things that, you know, maybe people have put you in the box to do or tell you. Cause I've, I've been a very successful hairdresser and it's like, well, why would you want to leave that? And I'm like, why would I not want to try and do other cool shit? Like, yeah. What? Yeah. It's like, how boring would life be if we didn't change or evolve? You weren't put here to do one thing for the rest of your life. And then you're going to 
die at 101. And, and that's like, that's not, that's not what's supposed to happen. We're here to express and explore and try new things. And maybe some of them all suck. Maybe some of them I'll be good, but I won't know till I'm there. And that's, that is being a true creative to me. Yeah. That is the most creative thing. And that's always my mission is like, how can I just be so creative? What am I excited about right now in this season? So I do think there still is focus on that thing that you're focused on right now, but it doesn't mean once you have a few things going, you can't, you can't bring other things in once those are a little bit more established. So I do right. think that it's possible to balance a few different things with time and, and a team and, and help and support. And I think that, uh, it always comes back to what do you desire and what are you excited about? And yeah, I love, I love being multi-passionate. I can't see not being it. And it's, it's interesting when women interview me lately, like this is the big conversation is pivoting and being multi-passionate. And it's weird. Cause I didn't really think that about myself till now I'm hearing it. So I'm like, Oh wow. I didn't know that I was, I didn't know that I was that till people started telling me. So I was like, Oh, this is interesting to hear the other side of what you guys experience when you're consuming, you know, I'm like, Oh, like in my business and my biohacking and my wellness, and my personal development, like I've been in this interesting phase of like, okay, then I'm going to be a mom. Hopefully getting pregnant soon. So I'm like, wait, what, what, what am I going to be? What is the brand? And it was clay who actually was just like, screw the niche. You are the niche. It does not matter. Angie. you literally could get on there and it does not matter. Like they're there for the ride, whatever it is. I'm like, Oh, that's overwhelming. But also I guess what I need to work on embracing, I don't know. It's almost like ironic. Cause I have a niche course, but now I'm in a phase where I'm like, screw the niche. Like what if it's actually just like being you? Like it doesn't but, matter. But hold on. But there are seasons where you do need it. <laughs> you've graduated to this point. Like yes. for, as someone who's watched you for yeah. a really long time, you've graduated to this level to where you can yeah. now have the freedom to do what you're doing now. Yeah. I do think if you are brand freaking new and you're just starting yes. out and you're trying to grow something, you got to nail one thing first. And that's yes. why having a niche is so important and why people in branding and business marketing talk about it and why you should take Angie's niche course because if still you take have, it if you want. <laughs> They'll take it. No, it helps you. If you have any yeah. sort of business or if you're trying to create a brand, it helps you streamline and understand how to yeah. speak about that brand and how to put some verbiage behind it. Because when you have clarity, then you can show up confidently. When you yep. know who that product or service is for, you can get on freaking social media. You can write emails because you, you know who you're speaking to. When you yeah. get on, like she says, and you just talk to everybody, nobody understands that what you have is for them. That's Absolutely. why having specific, whatever that word is, thank you, uh, <laughs> makes sense when you're trying to start something because yeah. until you've got something going and making yeah. money and generating income that you can slightly grow and scale with either a team or yourself or whatever, then you can go on to the yeah. other things. Cause you can kind of rob Peter to pay Paul, right? Because without one source of income yeah. or one like kind of safety net of income, how do you then get to do the other things? Like this podcast came because, yeah. you know, I still do hair behind the chair and that, there's a great flow there and I'm speaking to those people. So to stay relevant and you know, yeah. that makes sense. And then I have other offers and other things that go off of that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that's important because this podcast for me is always to show people like you see her now and she gets to yep. say these awesome things now. And she gets to be in this, this like season of oh, kind of nice to not like have a thing. But for those people that are listening that are like, well, fuck, I'm stuck in corporate still. And I really want a thing and I'm trying yeah. to start something, you know, sometimes we forget what it's like to be at ground zero again. So can you take oh, us yeah. back, back to those college days where you were deciding like, okay, fuck yeah. this. This is where I think I need to work for myself. And what was your yeah. first, first thing that you came up with or that you started making money doing that you could get passionate about? Yeah, no, that's super valid. And I also think this, this isn't talked about enough and it's super honest and real. And, um, I do believe that certain people have the personality to be able to do it. And certain people don't, and it's just like anything, like any strength. I've heard Gary V say this, it's a little tough love. It is what it is. You're either listening and you're like, that's me. Or you're listening and you're like, I'm probably someone who I'm a more of a specialist. Like people want to learn that one thing for me. I'm more of an educator. 
I've always known I was an entertainer. I've always known that I was entertaining and, and wanted to, I know that people tune in to just watch me and my energy. Now I'm not saying that in an ego way. I'm saying it, that is the, I know what, I know that I'm not stupid. I know what I'm doing, but hey, I also realize th- yeah, but that is what it, but like, not everybody has that. Some people are like, Angie, I don't want to show my life all day. I don't want to be like the, the face of it. I don't want to do that. I want to have this product and it's super niche. So it's also just massive self-awareness around your personality, uh, your offer, what you want to do. Like it's, it, there's, you're so right. There's so much more than just like, oh, you don't have to have a niche. When you come out, you probably should start with one. And then as you grow, you build the confidence and the self-awareness. But in the beginning, the very first thing I sold was, gosh, try, I'm trying to think the very, very, very first thing. Oh, it was fitness eBooks and fitness coaching. So I was in college. I was 19 years old. I started a blog and I would post on my blog and Facebook, different wellness and fitness tips. So I put together this little ebook. It was so ugly. It was so janky. It looked like shit. I mean, it was like burpees and, and bicep curls and burpees and push-ups and protein shakes. And I would have meal guides in there and supplement guides and little workouts and girls would buy it. And it was like 10, 20 bucks. And I would start promoting it on my Instagram and Facebook. And once that started rolling a little bit, it would be like 20, 50 bucks here and there. Then that's when I brought on live coaching. And so I would coach people online in person. I was a personal trainer and teaching fitness classes and yoga and all that stuff. And so it kind of started in the hardcore fitness space. And it wasn't until years and years of doing that. And then nutrition coaching and building a wellness brand online with with wellness sponsors and podcasting about that and, and doing that whole world. It wasn't until I transitioned out of that or it wasn't, it wasn't until I did that for a while until it became more of then very business and marketing focused. And now I see it as a blend of what I've kind of been working through recently is, is like the blend of both. Like, you know, it's a mix of, of wellness meets, meets entrepreneurship and stuff like that. So, but yeah, you're right. It was very, it was very niche for many, many years and many different things. And then even in marketing, you know, one of my niche products was I had a business school for wellness professionals teaching them, Hey, this is how I made money online as a nutritionist and as a wellness coach. Here's what I did. Here's how I set up my website. Here's how I presented my offers. Here's how I did sales calls. You know, I walked them through all of that. So there has been very focused offers up until, till recently. That's awesome. And, and that's, that's the cool thing is like you evolved away from wanting to serve those same people. And that's, you know, when you were saying you come up with a course or a product, it's, it's also too, like, who do you want to work with? Like, what type of people do you want to work with? Because then once you figure out what type of people you want to work with, what do those type of people need? Like, what are they craving? What are they like searching for on the internet? What keeps them up at night? Cause I think sometimes we create from a place of like what we maybe need or what we think people want from us. And it's like, you talk about, and a lot of people talk about, you know, talk to your people, ask them what they want. But if you don't have people, if you don't have a community yet and you're posting shit and nobody's responding, yeah. you're like, I don't know, maybe they don't want anything from me. And yeah. it's hard to watch people, you know, sit in indecision around what they're going to start. And that's where I think I was talking about when we had that cutoff there, your big event that I, <laughs> I went to in San Diego that you put on. And yeah. I've heard some, you know, behind the scenes story about, you know, how expensive it is to put on that live <laughs> event, but you killed yeah. it. Like it was one of those things that I, it was in San Diego. I had no excuse not to go. A girlfriend oh, yeah. of mine was like, I have an extra ticket. You're coming with me. And that event really just, I was like blown away at this because I'd been to Lori's events before and it was, it was similar, but it was different because yeah. you had a, it was an Angie spin for sure. Like it was super fun. There was outside space where we could Instagram, take photos and play. Mm-hmm. And there was like yummy vendors outside. And then there was a ton of good vendors inside. And then I watched like the true magic happen when you had such amazing guest speakers, but then also being business minded and, and kind of taking notes, like taking what I could from the speakers, but then also watching how it was 
happening, right? The event itself. And then just like, okay, now they're marketing it they're selling their product at the end. And, you know, I saw Shaleen come out at the end and I know yeah. you talked about having like an affiliate with her. So yeah. some people, if they don't want to do their own thing, let's talk about affiliate stuff because I feel like a lot of people struggle to create their own thing, but are fine. It's almost like corporate. You'll show up and do the work if you're getting paid corporate, but when you're meant to be an entrepreneur, you don't do it. So maybe if you want to kind of be an influencer, but just share other people's cool shit, like there's a whole space for people that want to do that. You don't have to make up your own stuff. You can just sell other people's stuff or talk about other people's things. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite way to get paid. And it's one of my biggest income sources now. So I don't have a lot of my own digital products. I have physical products right now, but I don't have digital. And I love being an affiliate marketer and what is called an influencer, which is essentially where brands will pay you to share about their product and, 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 or their service. And so usually how affiliate marketing works though, is it's a commission. So how it will look is I present the product. I, I fall in love with something and then I share about it as if it's my own. Uh, usually it's me falling in love with it first. And, and then I reach out to them and then I'll say, Hey, let's create a code. I, I would love to gift my community a discount code. And then I receive commission for the sale. And so that is no different than any other sales job. Honestly, you're basically, <laughs> you're, you're a saleswoman, you know? And so it's fun because I like that. It's a win-win for the brand and the, the influencer or the person who's sharing about it. So that's such a great way to start where you don't lose anything. If it's something you're already talking about anyway, you might as well make any, anywhere from 10 to 200 bucks on, on, on a, on a physical product. Now with digital courses, Shalene and I have done a lot of big affiliate cuts with that as well, where that, because it's a digital course, sometimes you're receiving 50% of the digital course versus 20%. So for example, let's say the enema kit I promote, I get 20%. Let's say someone's spending a hundred to $200. I'm getting 20% of that. That's not a ton, but something like MIA was $2,000. I'm receiving a thousand for every person. So that was a definitely a, a bigger partnership, but that's because her cost of service is a lot lower having a digital product versus an actual physical one that the cost of goods is obviously going to be more. So you're never going to get as big of a cut in a, in a physical product world, but in the physical product world, you know, it's fun to also just do flat rates. And that's a, that's a different conversation, but for the multi-passionate women who want to get into brand sponsorships and brand deals, that's where they pay you to mention their name on, on your, on your social medium that you're the most active, whether that's Instagram, TikTok, podcast, YouTube, whatever that may be email. And that's really fun too. So I, I like to merge them. Actually. I like to do paid partnerships with a commission. So it's kind of a nice little hybrid blend, but I love affiliate marketing. And I think it's such a great way in the beginning, start with just your affiliate, um, your Amazon shop, set up an Amazon shop, and you're only going to get a dollar here and there, but it's such a great way to start setting it up and getting it going. And then you'd be surprised over time, it builds up and it really grows. So it's, it's, it's incredible what can happen if you stay consistent with it. That's amazing. And you guys did not hear her stutter. She did say she promotes an enema kit. And this is where we'll just take a left now. Cause I feel like, you know, we've talked. Serious. I was just trying to think of something like that. I, <laughs> I, I just promoted it today. So I'm like trying to like give them a tangible example. I'm like, I don't know, like an enema kit, like something physical that I'm promoting, you know, <laughs> but we talk so fast. Sometimes people are like, wait, what did she just say? Yeah. Like, we got to yeah. slow the words down. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you can get passionate about an enema kit. Like you can get into something if you want, are willing to share it or talk about it. Like that's the coolest thing ever. That's not niche. That has nothing to do with anything. Just that it helps you and it's great. And it, yeah. you know, makes for, you know, better, you know what? So amazing. Yep. Yeah. All good nuggets of information. And how did you decide that podcasting was the avenue that you wanted to do? Because I know you started with blogs. So long form obviously is like your thing. So was podcast is like the next thing that you yeah. rolled into naturally. It felt like at the time when I started, there weren't a ton of them and it felt like the next right step. Um, and it's actually not my favorite medium, to be honest. Um, I like being interviewed, but I don't 
love podcasting and I'm in a season right now of reestablishing that love and figuring out if it's the medium that I, that I like. I like stories. I like reels. I like TikTok. I like short form video content. That's where I really thrive and feel the most creative and expressive and aligned podcasting to me now is not as enjoyable as it was a few years ago, but I still, I still like it. I still consume them a ton. I, I still want to do it, but I'm trying to, I'm thinking of a new idea that isn't really, I'm, I'm thinking of an idea that isn't really done a lot just so I can bring a new fresh like energy and perspective to it. That isn't, doesn't already exist. That's what I'm brainstorming is what can I create that isn't already out there that feels different. I love being different as a creative. So I'm like, mm, what is, what does the market need? Everyone's already doing a lot of interviews and like already a lot of like the personal development stuff. Like what, what does the world need? So I'm kind of in that phase with it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think it's a medium that the reason I do love it still is it's one of the only mediums where you're really respecting the time of the audience because they can multitask. So right now someone can be taking a shower, driving their kids to school, going to the gym, whatever it may be. And they're, they're learning as they're doing something else, which is really powerful. And YouTube is great and all, but you have to stare at the person the whole time. And that, we, I just don't do that anymore. Even on YouTube, YouTube, I'm like, okay, I want to see a second of it to see their face, but then I want to minimize it to just listen. And so I do think podcasting paired with Instagram stories is really great so that you can have, you know, uh, a visual component to build some intimacy, but then also audio. And, you know, it's almost like the, the analogy of if you uh, fell in love with a guy over the phone who you haven't met yet, and you guys are just like chatting it up. Um, I feel like you're able to really build a connection with people through just audio. Maybe, maybe it being just one of the senses, there is something really special, special, special and magical about that. So yeah, I have, I think there's no one perfect medium, but I do think it's one that's still growing. It's so awesome. It's such a great way to build a loyal tribe and it's been fun and it's fun to podcast on different people's shows and it's, yeah, I've been loving it. So it's such a good platform to like, just get in other people's worlds too. And I feel like that's been the avenue for me too, is like just being able to have really awesome conversations with like, when else would I get an hour of your time in the middle of the day on a Monday? Like it's honestly one of those things that there's, there's drive for me on that end, but then there's also like that it's, it's helping grow in leadership and being able to have conversations and, you know, get to the meat of things. And so it's, it's partially like selfish for me to have this show too. So I could learn how to like, you know, I want to learn things too. And I was like, if I want to learn then maybe other people want to listen and they want to learn and they want to talk about them. And, you know, I I love your show. And we actually had a chance to side note, come do makeup when you reshot the cover for that, which I got to do for your, for your podcast. Oh my gosh, you are the best. I (laughs) still, to this day, I'm like, I wish she was here. Oh my gosh. She, that was one of the best makeups I've ever got in my life. Like it, and I've gotten my makeup done a bunch and it's still Aww. the best. I'm like, it's so good. So I was so stoked when I saw that on the cover, I was like, yes, look at me. And that's look the, at thing, me. the thing with putting yourself out there. It's like, you know, you, now you, now I can say I've done cover makeup for, you know, podcast covers. And like, yeah. you, you never, you never know when just by putting yourself out there or getting in that room at the event and then getting to see you at event love and getting to randomly get to do your makeup again there. When you got yeah. to speak on stage with that group and then, um, it's funny side note. I remember I was doing Lindsay's makeup one of those mornings and I had just been in fast foundations, probably, I don't know, six months, seven months before that. So like my first step into like this world versus being in the hair industry. And I was kind of talking to Lindsay about how my coaching was kind of starting off slow and I wasn't quite sure what I was doing and yada, yada. And I was like, you know, it's weird because so many people in the group have had, you know, major return on investments from what they've invested in the program. And I'm still, I was still like looking for mine, like literally like, when am I going to get paid back what I invested? That's like a normal thing when you're a small thinker. And that event for event love, the ticket price for that week, for the people that went to it was about, I think it was 10,000 for them to be there for those six days. And 
I invited myself. I was like, Hey, you guys need glam every day. I'll fly myself there. I'll get a hotel. Wow, like I want to do so your makeup. Smart. I want to be in the room with you. And I, you know, I'll take the trash out in the back of the room if you need help. And the girls were like, well, and then they thought about, it and they're like, okay. So I got to go to the event technically for free. And then I ended up helping facilitate and, and plus do their makeup and hang out with them. And in the middle of doing Lindsay's makeup and talking to her about this stuff, she kind of stopped and looked up at me and she goes, well, you're here, aren't you? And I was like, I am. She's like, well, I guess you made your money back. And I was like, whoa, like it was such an interesting aha moment where I was like, sometimes we're looking for a sign so hard that you have your nose pressed against the glass that you can't see what's actually freaking happening around you. And I was like, this is way more than I invested in before. And here I am getting to like, do what I love in a private room with the two leaders of this cool group, learning how to put on profitable events with 50 other badass women. I was like, this is, and then you were there. And then you, the, Lori's like, can you go do Angie Lee's makeup? I'm like, fuck yeah, I can. <laughs> like, it was such a rad. I know like, I text Lori. I'm like, does anyone here know how to do makeup? She's like, yeah, my friends here can do it. I'm like, thank God. <laughs> right. And that was like Aww. one of those moments of just like getting out there and you are queen of saying the term ready is a lie. I think mm-hmm. I've stolen it for two podcasts. Uh, like um, that makes me happy. Yeah. I'm like, everybody share it. Credit me, but share it away. Yes. I came up with it when I was naked in the shower one day and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. <laughs> so tell us about like what that really means to you. Cause we can hear yeah. it. Ready is a lie. Like we get it. It's like, start before you're yeah. ready, do the scary things. But like, truly like how do we apply that to our life because it's not just like start the business it's like it applies to so much more and so much deeper shit yeah you know I uh I thought of the the term about gosh three years ago now and if and when I finish this uh this this book it'll be interesting my ADD brain it's not going to be a traditional like front to cover book it's going to be very like colorful daily little inspirational quotes. It's going to feel like an art project. Okay. <laughs> but it'll still you, be really fun. You should end up at about page 150, right? You're probably going to put this down and not pick it up for another six months. So go ahead and tuck me in the corner and yeah. then I'll see you and see you in six months when you come back to right. It, that's no, like I'm going to make crack. it very ADD friendly where it's going to be like short little daily motivational little quotes and then community stories that amp people up. So it's very different than any other book that's out there. Then it's not going to feel like a book. It's going to feel almost like an art project, but it's going to be inspiring. So I have this vision for that. But anyways, I, you know, it's funny because when I thought of it three years ago, it was very like, start the podcast, launch the course. It was very entrepreneurial. And now I'm like motherhood and I'm going to be stepping into comedy and like trying new things and launching, you know, soul. And like, I'm thinking of all of my life experiences, even moving to a whole new state now again, it's like that term does not just mean business. And I'm so grateful that I actually gave it time to digest. And now when I write it, it's coming from such a different place. I mean, health and wellness, maybe people listening to this, they're not, they're not ready to eat healthier. They're not ready to take care of their body. You know, that term can mean so much. I left an ex-boyfriend and I wasn't ready to, but I was, and I was scared shitless, but I knew if I didn't leave good, I would never find great. And so I think that can apply to your relationships, your finances, your business, your health, moving across the country, leaving college, starting a business, whatever it is. And so now that term is so much richer to me in meaning. And it's essentially just, you know, life is life is now. And we're these cucumbers rolling around on a ball. And I think a lot of us think we have forever and we don't. And I think there's something beautiful about that. I think there's something beautiful about the fact that this is finite and, and no one ever knew what they were doing when they started. And I remember when I started, I had this idea that people ahead of me had the answers or they understood something I didn't know, or they were smarter than me or something you know, fill in the blank better than me in some capacity. And I just realized that they didn't know anything more. Sometimes they just were willing to be more, they were just willing to get in, get messy and be embarrassed. And so that was that, that light bulb moment of like, 
wow, what is the secret? If someone asked me what I think the secret to entrepreneurship is, like, what is it? If I really had to bottle it up, if I had a TED talk in one hour, like this is my last day on earth, what is it? And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I, I think the secret is after interviewing people and meeting successful people, like, oh my God, is that you're never ready. It's almost like ready is this. Li-. And I was like, oh my God, ready is lie. So it's like this concept that, and I, I still do it. Right. I still with, with comedy, I'm like, okay, I need to like, it's like, I need to be a professional comedian before I go up there. It's like, no, you, you write scripts, you practice, you bomb, you get back up, you bomb again, then you become a, so it's like ironic that as humans, we think that we have to have all the answers before we take action. But in reality, we are going to find the answers in that, in that action and in that, in those baby steps. So I'm really passionate about people starting messy. Like, I don't care if there's one person listening. I don't care to your podcast. I don't care if the, the course isn't the best yet. Like screw certifications, screw college, like just put something out there, just start. I just am a huge fan of it. I think success is, is always favoring the bold. It's not favoring the smartest people in the room because you know what? You can be the smartest person in the room, but if you don't take action, it doesn't matter who cares, right? You could have the best product in the world, but if you're not brave enough to raise your hand, tell people about it and share about it, zero sales are made. So do you really have a great product then? It's like, I'm such a fan of like, I failed all my college classes. I didn't do well in school. I was never the person who I thought would even have a job in any capacity. And I figured it out because I was gritty and always just willing to put myself out there. And so I think that is the secret. And I hope that's, that's good to hear for the women listening who want to try something new. It's okay to be a beginner. It's okay to have a day one. It's okay to be embarrassed. Like I love embarrassing myself. I think that's been like the secret sauce is I'm not embarrassed to be embarrassed. Like, ooh, tell you know, I'm like, cool, put me up there. I'll fail. Cool. I'll try again. Like I rather get up on a stage and bomb than never have become a speaker. And my first few times of speaking, it was awkward as hell and it wasn't smooth. And now I feel more comfortable, but that took maybe a hundred maybe 200 times from small meetups and then small events and even pays to be brave. You know, my first few meetups in Chicago were a few women at a yoga studio. It wasn't what you saw with like lights and this TV and dancing grandmas and this whole like concert. Like I, I was on a budget of like Chicago deep dish pizza. And I freaking was in front of three girls in like a yoga studio. Like, and one of them was my mom. Like it wasn't, it wasn't that. So I think it's like, I didn't know what I was doing. I was like 20 years old. Who was I to be a speaker, you know? So yeah, I'm obviously very passionate about like, just start. You don't lose anything. Yes. So <laughs> no, I mean, that was your daily sermon and she took us to church. Okay. Like, listen, yeah. that's the thing about, you know, thinking we have to be perfect before we do anything. And it's like, I always give the analogy of the gym. Cause I used to be a personal trainer too. And it was like, you know, my friends or clients or potential clients knew that I trained out of this really like, you know, bodybuilding type of gym. It's called the, the gym. Now it's called world. So world's gym in San Diego is where all the athletes train, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Cause I was new once there too. And they were like, Oh, I can't go there. It's only like, you know, the really fit people. And I'm like, listen, they are so busy looking at their own selves in the mirror. They don't give a fuck about you. I'm like, yep. and you don't have to be fit before you go to the gym and go to the gym to get fit. So yes. it's like, I really, everything Cause it's such a good analogy that people can understand, you know, it's not, you don't get in shape and then you go work out or go to the gym or whatever, yeah. you don't. And, and there's going to be things I heard this recently. Like if you fall in love with your first idea, you're going to be miserable because you're going to be, it, it's usually not going to be the thing that you end up yeah. doing. So putting so much effort and so much pressure on yourself to get it right. The first time, like getting 
your ideal client right or getting your niche right or getting your messaging right, like you're probably going to switch and pivot and change if you're new to the space. And, you know, one thing will evolve you into the next thing and then that will take you down this road and then you'll have this opportunity present mm-hmm. itself and then you get to decide, is this a distraction or an opportunity? And then hopefully your life stays that exciting and it keeps evolving and then you end up a comedian sunning your butthole calling Larry the Lash talking about baby grandmas. I mean, if only your life could be that amazing. One can wish. And she's only 32. So God knows what's going to happen in the next 30 years. I hope baby. Mm-hmm. I hope baby comedian shirts. Like, I just want to have another baby so I can buy this shit. Oh my I gosh. mean, I can't even imagine what motherhood's going to do to you because it is the most humbling, unappreciated. It's coming best- very soon. Is it? It is. So, are, are we hearing something that we shouldn't be hearing yet? Not yet. But oh, I was like, soon. really? Am I getting the exclusive? <laughs> actually, I might. Be, actually, it might be. We don't. I. I'll tell you in a week. So, okay. So, knock on wood. Yes, you are. I'll, I'll- I actually hope so, even though I'm fucking terrified. But. Um, yeah, I think, I think that the irony is, I think I know that meaning ready is lying. I think it's cute and all, but I can almost see God laughing a little bit because I know once I become a mom, he's going to be like, yeah, now do you really know what this saying is? You thought you were all cute thinking this is like some interesting motivational quote. He's like, yeah, now you really know what it means. Cause no one's ever ready to be a parent. I mean, you, you know, this more than I do. <laughs> I don't know it yet. So uh, it's not like you're okay. I'm responsible and I'm awesome now and I'm good. And okay. Now I can be, no, it's like, you do it. You rise the occasion, you woman up and you figure it out. And so I know that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> and, and having children is much like having a business. It, it, it's so. your baby. It, it, it is. You got this because you know what you did really well when you built your business was you asked for help and you grew a team. And when you have children, you fucking ask for help and you go find out people who did it before you. You get the answers to the questions that you're having as they come up. And then when you need help, you get a really good babysitter or a nanny or a grandma comes in yeah. or, you know, all of them at the same time so that you can go cry in the bathroom by yourself or maybe go to fucking 7-Eleven or Target by yourself. Everybody get away from me. I remember that like yesterday. 7-Eleven. Um, listen, we lived near a 7-Eleven. I'll never forget. My son's dad came home one day and I'd been home with the baby all day and he walked in and I said, I need to get done. He's like, Oh, I'll go get it. Thinking like nice guy, right? I, I got you. I'll go get it for you. I yeah. said, no, you won't. I need to leave the house and go to 7-Eleven by myself. I, mean, yeah. I walked right. It took me an hour to go to 7-Eleven. He called. He's like, you okay? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm just on the corner eating my snacks. I You're just like, wanted to- bro, I need a second. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I know I'll bring a lot of joy and silliness and I think a lot of it's going to be really hard, but I think, uh, yeah, I'm excited to, I think I'm excited to, uh, hopefully show women both because, you know, coming up in this space, you know, side note, I didn't, I still don't have, now I do an awesome cause I'm seeing women here do both. So it's been such a blessing to have these new friendships where I see women who are, have a cool creative job and it's not about the money, whether they make a little or a lot, doesn't matter. They have this creative expression, they have a job and then they also are a mom and they do both and they do it really well with grace. And it's been cool to see that, but you know, over the last few years, it's been hard for me to like, I don't want to say look up cause I don't want to idolize anyone, but to find mentors who are doing both well, because I, there's not many that I can name. I don't really have any. So I was like, shoot, I know women who are all hardcore hashtag boss, babe in business or are hardcore mom, like changing diapers all day. But I'm this weird, like I want both. And I want to be able to figure out how to do both and share that. So I anticipate that my page and my content will become that. Like, this is my expression of what this looks like now, because yeah, I mean, over the last five, 10 years, I haven't really found one. I'm like, shoot, who is there to like, I mean, Shalene, Shalene's been really cool. It was, but, but she's a lot older. She's a lot older than me. So I didn't get to see that because she, the kids are already, you know, Brock's like 20 something. So I didn't get to see it. So it'd be cool to see. So for a while I was kind of sad. And then I was like, why don't you just be what you wish you had to see? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> so 
Totally. And that's the you thing, know? like you, you always say too, and we all know this, like when we are comparing ourselves, like you, you almost, it's better off that you don't have an exact comparison of how she You're did right. it, whoever this fake she person is that you wish existed. I know. Because, I'm like this perfect person who's doing both. So I can be like, if she could, you know? <laughs> yeah. And you already know you can do it because you yeah. know, you've got a supportive partner. You've got yeah. a good head on your shoulders. You've got great businesses that you've already established. Like you've set yourself up to be in a situation yeah. where you can still do everything, but maybe in seasons of pockets, it's like, yeah. you know, it's going to be great. You're going to figure I'm it so out. Excited. You're going to have the coolest kid ever. It's, and if it's, not, I'll just, I'll give it to you and done. you got it. You can rent it, right? Like I'll take it like a week of the year. You got, you got me done. It's fine. You can take freckles. No. And maybe you'll come up with like a soul CB for babies to help them like chill the fuck out. Maybe we can do that. Let's talk about that. My kid's still 11. I can still give it to him. Oh, he's perfect. I feel like an 11 year old boy needs a lot of CBD. A hundred percent. And being ADHD diagnosed, oh, I feel like there's gotta be yeah. some really great supplements that we can give them through. Yes. Because Ooh, yes. Him and I have had a lot of discussions about medication and I've explained to him what it's supposed to do and how it makes you feel. And his dad was on medication his whole childhood. So he's super anti even though that was 30 years ago and it's evolved immensely since then. But, you know, watching a, a creative, passionate kid, just like, he's like the coolest kid, but yeah. he, he's so uninterested in school. And I'm like, <sighs> I, I wish there was a way that you loved being there. And I don't think that this pill is going to make you love school. I think yeah. it will help you be able to focus so that maybe you can actually understand what she's saying. So then you'll maybe want to raise your hand and answer the question because you were actually listening. Um, yeah. But there's no it's guarantees. Yeah. It's all about natural dopamine. This is one of my favorite uh, topics, obviously ADHD. So I already can, I have such a soft spot in my heart for ADD kids. And I'm already thinking of an 11 year old boy with it. And I'm just thinking like, is he probably hyper and crazy sometimes and inattentive? Yeah. But is he also probably so intelligent, so creative, really will be really athletic. We usually have a lot of energy if he has ADHD and when they love something, they freaking love something. So when they find their thing, they're passionate about, it is like blinders, get out of the way, hyper-focus dopamine is hitting their prefrontal cortex. So if he finds what he likes, it's going to be game over and he's going to be better than anyone at it. So like That's I him. see so much goodness in ADHD kids, but all we hear is the, the frustrating side, but it's like, yeah, because the school system wasn't made for kids who are, I don't know, thinking outside the box and maybe they don't want to learn about boring history at 11 years old. He wants to go play soccer. He should want to go play soccer. <laughs> No shit. And you should you be know? able to learn about that in 20 minutes rather than three hours. And it's like uh, when he was home from, uh, you know, when they were sent home during COVID, like he did amazing because he could, you know, flop around on a skateboard. We could mute him so he could talk a little bit. He got his work done so quickly. I feel like he retained the information better because he only had to pay attention for like 15 minutes. Uh, and I mean, what else are they doing for eight hours a day? I'm like, it's if and he's in a around. Ca little Catholic school, poor kid, but yeah. You know, there's structure there and they're working with him. And this was yeah. the most loving teacher that's like given him the space to like, we've had the really great conversations around it, but yeah, he's an extremely amazing athlete. And when he, when he was doing BMX, he was all in when he was doing surfing, he was all in. Now he plays baseball and he's one of the best ones. He just made the all-star team. Like yeah. it definitely is his superpower for sure. So it's yeah. so interesting, but we've talked about soul and people don't know exactly what soul CBD <laughs> is. Let's tell the people because I want to be an affiliate for soul. And yeah. I think what you and your brother have created is like literally so life-changing. So talk to us about the company and like what, where you're at and how that even started. Yeah. They're, they're listening. They're probably like, what is this soul thing? Is this a yeah. drug? Is this drugs? What are they talking about? Um, yeah. You know, it's interesting. We started it, gosh, it's been four, four and a half years now. And it's wow. insane to think, cause I remember packaging, <sighs> packaging our, our initial packages and going to the post office myself and, you know, taping them up and stuff and putting a little card. And now I'm like, this is so crazy that we have like a factory at a warehouse. And it's just like, so surreal because it feels like it was so slow, but also so fast. 
And so my brother is the co-founder and our products are all CBD based. We're actually expanding now into just being a wellness line, but majority of our products will still have CBD in them, which is amazing because it's all of the medicinal benefits of cannabis without the hallucinogenic effect, which is great. So it's great for anxiety, inflammation, helps with sleep. We have focus caps, which are nootropics, great for ADD. So we have really taken a, a few pain points that we're passionate about. Mike was an athlete, so he had a lot of physical pain in his body. I was always dealing with anxiety because you know the, the cousin of ADHD is usually anxiety because <laughs> we have so many different ideas and thoughts. So I was taking it for anxiety and he was like, hey, let's start a business with this. Do you think, do you think anyone would buy this? And I'm like, I don't know, maybe, what do you think? And he was like, yeah, I'm like, what ready is a lie. Might as well. Right. So we put it together and, and now thank God for Mike. He's, he's the, the head honcho of it. We have an amazing team now that really pushes it. I, I will not lie and give credit where it's not due. I do not run the company. <laughs> a lot of people think I do. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. I, uh, I do not, but I, uh, but I am one of the founders and, and more of just a, you know, a, a spokesmodel for the company right now and, and really sharing about it and the benefits of it. And, my favorite is actually when moms DM me and they're like, Hey, you know, this, this helped out my teenager. And I gave him half a gummy and he was just a little calmer or more socially, um, had less social anxiety. So that's, that's always so nice to hear, but I think, you know, we'll see where it goes. We, we want to sell in the next few years, but it's been, it's been a crazy ride. It's been really fun. So that's, a, that's amazing. No, I've watched you. I mean, I, I don't know how I must be, have been following you now for several years because yeah. I feel like I know all these stories for like, you were there out. from the beginning, probably. Yeah. yeah I mean, you, you, the company, you, um, one of my first like in-person like meetups that I did, you guys sponsored the bags and gave us a ton of the bath bombs. Mm. And, um, no, I mean, I, I think watching all the things that you've done, it's like I said, from the beginning in the intro, like just inspiring to see you do all these things. And yeah, you're giving credit where it's due. Like I'm, I was part founder. I'm sure you invested at some level, but like someone else is running the show, like the yeah. business part of it. And that's often what people think like one person, how is someone doing all of those things? And you're like, bitch, I'm not doing them. <laughs> like I was part bitch. of it. I started it. Maybe I was the idea person. Maybe I invested with financially to get it going, but you know, there's smart people out there that want to be on your team that don't necessarily want to be the entrepreneur. They want to work for somebody. And there's a place for all of those people that can do shit better than you. And so that's the power of like giving, like building something so that you can create that space for other people to come do their magic with you and for you and to grow something because it's so fun to be a part of you know, other people's stuff, which is why I think affiliating is such a fun thing to do because it's not just you talking about the one thing you have. It's you getting to share, like, I love soul. I want to talk about that. I love this girl's program. I want to share it with everybody and maybe make an affiliate on it. So-and-so has a different product. I want to talk about that. So yeah. now I have a, I, a few more minutes. I want to ask you to, one of yeah, personal, go for question, it. <laughs> personal question time. So with podcasting, I have just hit over a hundred episodes. I've yeah. talked about podcasting on here. It was one of the most downloaded uh, episodes that I had. So I'm guessing my people must be interested in Ooh. either starting something, but it was, it was pretty popular. So I'm curious, mm. everybody asks like, do you make money podcasting? Mm. How do you get sponsors? Like, what's yeah. the point of it? It's, it's free for people. So how do you start to monetize? Like I have a few answers, but give us the professional. Cause you've been in the game a lot, a lot longer. How many episodes do you have out now on the Angie Lee show? Oh gosh. I actually don't know. I haven't counted. That's funny. Hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Hun hundreds. Yeah. Cause it was like 2015 ish. That, wow. Yeah. It was initially hungry for more. So yeah, it's gone through so many different seasons. So I don't know how many specifically, but yeah, I mean, I can speak to more in general, how you monetize or do you mean me personally? How do 
or, or just both? You want Maybe both? both, a little yeah. bit of both. Like, where did you decide that instead of it yeah. just being a platform for you to promote your shit that you would start to talk? I mean, obviously you stepped into the affiliate space, so that made sense. Obviously you now have a yeah. product that made sense to talk about that. So you became an affiliate for your own product. But yeah. I, th- I think that's the point, right? Most people, you use it for your own growth of whatever it is that you're selling. And then yeah. once you get enough, you know, street cred downloads, then you become an asset to other people to invest in, right? Is that how it kind of yeah. works? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about podcasting is it is the wild, wild west. So, so still to this day in full transparency, as you guys can probably tell, you're like, yeah, I know you've been very unfiltered this whole time. So sometimes I'm like, am I saying too much? Do they want to know this? But, um, you know, I still to this day have never done when I do like a, like a paid sponsorship, I'm not going by cost per download. I literally am going by just what do I feel that I'm worth for those 30 seconds, that 60 seconds based on the value and the the engagement of my audience. And I'm saying that because I just want you to see the, the, the opportunity of podcasting and that it's not a rigorous, like if you have 50 downloads and you've interviewed this many people and you have 20,000 downloads, you will make a thousand dollars per month. It's like, no, I have people who may have exact same stats on paper, but maybe they're making less or they're making more than me. So there's, there is no one way to value it, which makes it cool because it's still the wild, wild west. So what I'm saying is, yes, it's good to start with a, a niche specific show in a sense, somewhat niche. And then you, you are your own sponsor. So if you have courses or programs or products, you promote yourself and you say, Hey, today's episode is brought to you by my blah, 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 my cream, my, my service, my coaching, whatever it is. So I did that for a while just to get comfortable and to just first build somewhat of an audience. So then I could approach brands. Cause if you approach them right away in the beginning, they're like, well, who's the audience? You're like, Oh, just my mom and my sister. So you, you have to build at least a little bit of a community in order to pitch. But again, ready is a lie. You don't have to have millions. You don't even need thousands. You really don't need a ton to start. You just need to start with a small community that's listening to you. And then you approach a brand. Uh, you have something usually called a media kit. In the beginning, I didn't have this. I didn't know what that was, but it's essentially just who you are, the demographic, why people listen. It's got reviews on it. It's got my rates. It's just like a whole PDF all about me, what the show's about, what brands I align with. And it really encapsulates all of it. And I'll send brands that now. Um, but in the beginning, I literally would just DM them and, or I would get on the phone with their affiliate team or their sponsorship team and say, Hey, I don't have a huge audience yet, but the people I do have, it's really engaged. Are you willing to pay me? And I remember my first sponsor was Organifi and it was a hundred dollars for the episode. And I remember I was like, I call my mom. I'm like, I'm rich. Like, this is it. Like I'm, I'm, I make a hundred dollars an episode. Oh my gosh. She was like, oh, okay, cool. And I was like, this is the greatest day ever. So now it's, it's expanded a lot from that. But I remember being like, this, this is so crazy that they trusted me and I didn't have even a huge audience and they were willing to give me a hundred bucks per episode. And then it's grown. And now it's like affiliate cuts. There are some that are just brand sponsors. It's a blend, but yeah, it's a, it's a six figure income just from podcasting right now. So I could technically just podcast if I wanted it. Just, I don't need to do anything else. And I love telling people that because I don't think women see it like that. They're like, Oh, I could just do it on the side. Yeah. But you can get to the point where I say it's about usually three years in where it could be your full, full-time job. If you depend on how much you want to make, but it could be a full-time job. I mean, there's people now who get signed with networks and I mean, Joe Rogan just sold for a hundred million dollars. So obviously, you know, that's, that's crazy, but it's showing that there's so many different ways to make money from it, such as affiliate links, your own stuff, brand sponsorships. Eventually, if you want to sell to a network, I mean, it's all possible. And it's crazy that we don't think about that more, you know, it's just, a, it's just yeah. a channel to share, share whatever it is you're selling live events. I used it. It helped a lot to sell up pays be brave. So it's only going to help you in your brand. It's never going to hurt. That's what I always say. But yeah, if you really go into it knowing like, Hey, I want to make this a business. You absolutely can. If you're insanely consistent, you're good at it. It's interesting content. 
uh, you've created this community, you respond to them, you communicate with them. I mean, it takes skill and effort and passion for sure, but I do believe that it can become a job for sure. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, so you're saying I got a chance and I like it. Um, Oh yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Especially with you. Like, I think there's a guy out there who has a fishing show. Talk about power of niches. There's a guy who has a fishing show and makes a few million dollars a year on podcasting because of, um, the, the, I don't fish, but the line, like the, the, fish, all the things, all the fish things, the fishing uh, supplies, because he's like, all right, this guy, he has the, the audience of men that fish and want to hear, I guess, episodes about people fishing. Yeah. So of course he's going to partner with him. And so if you are super niche like that, let's say you're in the beauty space. Well, they're going to, a beauty brand is going to pay you more than me. Even if I technically at this point have a, a larger show because, because your audience is, is here for that. And mine, they're, they're not, they're like, Angie, you suck at beauty. So, you know, it's like, you know, you, you actually have to be somewhat aligned too, and be honest with yourself. Like what, what does my audience want? You know, I've, all my sponsors are pretty much very, very holistic wellness-based non-toxic. I would never bring on a brand that wasn't non-toxic because that just doesn't align with my values. So it's right. like, you also have to get to the point where you're like, okay, you can't be a sellout. What do you, what do you actually believe in? What do you actually want to promote? And yeah, but it can definitely become a job. And let me, let me tell you, I'm pretty sure Keisha probably told you even more about this, even better. But I think that in the next few years, you're going to see a lot more women making it their, their full-time job. I think so. I well, do. My, I'm just going to put this out there. I hope I get a TV show out of it. I hope I can get so good at just being a good really? person. Yeah. I, I mean, I, Oprah's you not want like, a TV show. I want a TV, like a Kelly and Regis or like, well, who's like, who's she with now? Kelly. And so it was Kelly and Michael and it's Kelly yeah. and so-and-so Jessica and somebody like, yeah. I just, I want to be like, I want to have that. I would love someone doing full glam on me in the morning. I want to wear really <laughs> fucking cute outfits. I want to have a stage like, ah, like all the things. Yeah. yeah. I want a place where my kid can come visit me. Cause this will probably happen in a couple of years. So th- maybe yeah. then he'll think I'm cool. I'm just doing it all. So well, Cool. That's so funny. Yeah. I love it. I'm like, My well, you already have it. Yeah. You already have the show. And guess what? You get to be the producer and the editor. So there's a there's an advantage to not selling to networks. You, this is it. This is the show. You get to do whatever you want, say whatever you want, edit true. whatever you want. And that there's a beauty true. to that. This is the new entertainment and this is the new media channel. And a lot of people say, Oh, I want to go to TV. I'm like, I would hate to go to TV because then it's not, I don't own it. I want to, I'm the producer, I'm the editor, true. I'm the script writer. I'm everything. And when you go to TV, sometimes they're going to tell you what to say and what you can't say. And, you know, everything's so sensitive now. So I'm like, you know what? This is your show. That's so true. You're so right. You're already living the dream. I'm already here. See, ready is a fucking lie. I don't even got to get ready. I'm already this ready. This is it. You're in it right now. In like two years, when this is the, like you've even grown more, you're going to be like, oh, this is it. This is winning. I get to wake up when I want, do what I want, say what I want, edit what I want talk to who I want, talk about what I want, yeah, all of it. Oh that's my God. Winning. Well, if we're not selling you guys the dream, I don't know what we're doing. And she <laughs> loves stories. She loves real. She loves doing short form content mm-hmm. now, but she started off as a podcaster. She still is. Yeah. You can do it how you want to do it. You can talk about things the way you want. And, and now that you, people follow you because your quote brand, right? You have all these pillars of things that you're interested in that. It, like when I talk about building a brand, you guys hear me talk about the pillars. That's basically what she's doing. Educating, entertaining, enlightening, you know, all, all of that. And people think that, you know, if you're listening now and you're not showing up on social media, the way you want to be, that you want to be putting more stuff out there. Let's just say you're an extension specialist or you're a behind the chair specialist, whatever you're doing in the beauty industry, lashes, nails, whatever. Building a brand and building your community comes from people knowing you. People buy from you because they know you, they like you, they trust you. Yep. It's not because you're maybe the world's best extension specialist. It's because you're the coolest person to hang out with and they get to get their extensions done with you. Like that's the yes. beautiful thing about our industry is I'm technically not the most, you know, amazing hairdresser, but my clients love my energy. They want to be around me and they're not going to get to know me if I don't show up on social media, if I don't talk like I do on the podcast. So 
that's why this kind of stuff is so important and why it took an old dog like me because I'm 41. Like none of this shit existed when I started my, I didn't have to do any of this. So when you said I started Instagram in, in college, I was like, oh. I started Instagram when I had my kid, like yeah. I had nothing cool to post. So yeah. it takes time. But like you said, in a couple of years, it could be your full-time job. Just, just start, just start doing the start. thing, call somebody, listen to the show a couple of times. So you get some firelin under your ass. I mean, we didn't even get to talk about butthole sunny, which by the way, I saw on bling empire the other day. And I was like, that's where she got it from. Did you see it on that show? What's Bling Empire? Dude, I'm sorry for everybody for ruining your life, but this show Bling is, Empire? Yes. Uh, I can't even give a description of it. You got to DM me about this. I will. I will send you the episodes. But one of the girls was getting like kind of therapy coaching and her coach recommended that she talk to this healer, holistic girl. And so the girl came over and they were doing mirror work and it was great. And she could tell she was uncomfortable because one, she's getting filmed doing it. And then two, it was just uncomfortable. And then the lady, super cute, says, okay, now we're going to sun our buttholes. And I'm like, this is where Angie saw this. And so she had them lay down in the grass and they sun their little buttholes. And I was like, listen, if I had a more of a private That's backyard epic. space, I would be doing the same thing. Cause I want to sun everything on my body. Why not my butthole? Wait, it's so good for you. Wow. Oh my God. I'm cracking up. I'm like, wait, is that, is that real? It's out there already to the whole world now. Oh my yeah, God. I'm, uh, I'm sadly addicted. I haven't been addicted to any reality TV in a while. I'm giving myself permission right now just to enjoy it and to, yeah. uh, and to like live the, this lavish life through these people because it's unreal. I really lavish focus. life. I, I feel good about myself after I watch the show. I'm not going to lie. That's all that matters. You're like, <laughs> if I feel good, I had a good laugh. That's success. You know, I, I those people, they're like, never watch TV. It's like, I do sometimes. Why not? I watch funny stuff all the time. It's a way to like turn my brain off from this whole world. And it's like, it's a lot. So I'm always like, hmm, I'm going to go watch something stupid for an hour. <laughs> totally. I swear. I stopped watching TV too. And nobody can really understand. They're like, how do you get so much shit done? I'm like, I don't watch TV. Like you don't realize how much time it sucks away from you. Like you get up at four or five and it's like, I might do a little shit on Instagram or, or like work on that, but it's in the hopes of like either getting inspired to create content or creating the content. Yeah. And I do think you need to pause sometimes and just ingest whether it's like dumb stuff to get your mind off stuff or I don't know, learn how learn new things like that like we just talked about but um I definitely think carving out that wasn't it wasn't good for me because I was just so wasteful of my time on there yeah. um but just recognizing that stuff that's a whole nother podcast about yeah you know all that so who are some people that I, a few more minutes can I have a few, yeah. few more minutes of you yeah yeah who are some people that are inspiring you right now that are like get you excited that you're following or books that you've read or mentors that you work mm. with or is there anybody that comes to mind that's such a good question I'm not asked that a lot um it's interesting because my answer is usually guys. Uh, I love, I love Joe Rogan. Obviously he's a comedian and a podcaster and he lives here and you know, maybe he'll be my bestie one day, but he doesn't know I exist, but <laughs> I love him. I know some people don't, I love him. I think he's so brave and such a good, uh, he's, he's the new TV. He's, he's become a media channel. He's, he's so big now, you know, and I'm super inspired by that journey and that story. And I, I just saw him do stand up, and I was like, wow, he's, he's, he's truly the epitome of the multi-passionate, multifaceted, uh, man, he's so multi-talented. And I just, I love that. Um, I'm very inspired by him. Um, a few other female comedians right now who are coming up. So like that, just to me, the, the level of creativity and courage that it takes to go up there and do that and script, write, it's just another level of like, I just admire it so much. I really look up to that. Um, so yeah, I would say mostly that right now. And then, you know, I obviously always love Gary Vee and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't consume a lot right now. I don't, I don't, uh, I listen to some wellness podcasts, some like female health podcasts a lot right now. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I'm not in a phase of like, I don't really have, I don't really idolize or like look up to a lot of, and that, that might sound bad, but I just, I'm in a season of, uh, I mute a lot right now. I don't look at a lot. I don't, I'm just trying to like get away from that world that I was so consumed in that it feels good to just kind of like 
almost not be overwhelmed with personal development. So yeah, it's, it's uh, been a season of, of like less. Um, and I'm more trying to get my inspiration from being outside of nature, having interesting conversations with friends here, instead of looking towards always, um, like, uh, like a podcast or something. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. honest. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think honest. We, it's honest. We go through different seasons where we need that. And I remember after investing in that mastermind, I just being fire hosed all that shit for a couple oh, yeah. of years. I finally was like, okay, no more ingesting, no more books. You're not allowed to read another book. You're not allowed to listen to another podcast. Like you just got to create or do, or just not anything. It was like, I had to take something off my plate because it was causing so much overwhelm and st- I couldn't even go on vacation for a day or two without, you know, my brain was going a mile a minute thinking of all the things I should be doing or could be doing, or, you know, feeling guilty for spending time other than working on business stuff. And it was just not healthy. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah you I need can, seasons of, of that for sure. Definitely. Okay. Well, where can we hang on? You're always on Instagram, right? So at Angie Lee, you can find her on Instagram. You guys, she has a podcast. That's amazing. The Angie Lee show. Um, and yes, I did do the makeup. So I'm definitely going to plug myself one more time. Um, Yay. I'm not for hire, but I'm just saying, um, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to retire already. Or Hey, your girl's getting old. She wants to just talk all the time. She doesn't want to do any physical work anymore. I want to be lazy. No. I, want to be physically- like, I don't want to use my hands. I want to use my voice, my voice, my mouth. Yes, yes. I want to stop before my body tells me I can't do it anymore. That's that's yeah. my, I want to go out on top. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I yeah, know that's a lot with your hands and like physical labor job. Now you're doing like more mental, the yeah. mental labor of a podcast. Um, it's ex- yeah. I'm still exhausted at the end of the day, like sitting in front of the lights and doing all the things. I mean, it's a different exhausted, but uh, my cup feels really full and I just, it, it feels like a new season of, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm just ready for it. But you guys, yeah. if you're listening to this show and you like what you're hearing, if you would want to hang out with me and Angie in San Diego, I'm trying to put the pressure on it right now. Okay. Hang, help me out guys. So if you would want to hang out it in our new creative house SD space in San Diego, yeah. I would love to have you tell us, yes, tag us in social media, reshare this episode, uh, with a hell yes. We want Angie. We want Angie in San Diego. And then we'll go deeper into butthole signing and soul CBD and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and we'll make it about whatever you guys want. So let us know. I'm trying to bribe her. So help me out. Come on gang, gang, gang. Um, but yeah, you can follow Angie on her podcast and on social media. Um, it's cause we're waiting for, maybe we can do your first uh, standup comedian show when you come here. Yeah, can I you, host? Can, you can do my makeup for it. Yes. Oh my God. We'll just do one Larry, one lash. Just, you'll be the just one, one, la- just like, one Larry. What was, what was that clown? What, the Orange. What, what was that? Everyone did the, for Halloween with the one lash. What's the freaking orange something or other. Um, you guys know what I'm talking about. Snooky. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Clockwork orange. That was the one. Uh, oh. It, oh, you're too young for that. I that was, was like, yeah. I've heard of this. Yeah. Like, hmm. she, see, she's a baby. Um, it was a, it was a creepy like show where they did, the guy did one eye of makeup and he had one lash and it's like the signature. He's in this orange jumpsuit. Wow. Anyways, tangent. Yeah. Look it up. It's cool. Um, oh that's crazy. It's really cool. Okay. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend. And as always, it would mean the world. If you could leave a rating or review telling, telling me how amazing I am. No, don't tell me how, tell me how amazing this show is. And if it impacted you and gave you any insight to anything, cause I just want to give you more of what you want. So we will see you on the next one. Angie, thanks so much for Aww. joining us and giving us your time. Bye everyone. This was Bye. amazing. Bye.